Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who just put down 500 large on Brock Lesnar to win at WrestleMania. One, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as we always say during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? You're on mute, Chris. You got it. You know, it's a radio show. There you, there you go. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, um, I can't wait to throw down this Um. This eighteen, this minus twenty one hundred parlay, so I can pay for my WrestleMania forty uh, ticket. Well, you know what? We're talking about gambling, and we are bringing in <laughs> the city, nay, the Delaware Valley's leading gambling expert, the head of the gambler, the, the program director of the gambler, over Whoa. at uh, over at fourteen eighty AM and one hundred two point five AM. Our good friend Sean Brace. Sean, how's it going, man? Hey, Sean, how are you? Can't thank you enough for for allowing me to pop on here. Hopefully, I'm not muted. Uh, but I want to <laughs> say that uh, I was cracking up when I saw that CNBC article that said, you know, WWE is trying to get legalized gambling in Colorado. I just there's definitely going to be a class action lawsuit because somebody went into the tights, pulled out some <laughs> sawdust, put it on the eye. You know, foreign objects. So right. I'm fully prepared for that. But I do want to say shout out to our good friend Nick Pacone and all those boys over at yes. Shooters Radio because yes. I immediately hit him up and said, "Guess who's the expert for the gambler?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm look, looking forward to when that's legal in, in Pennsylvania. Looking forward to uh, what Nick and the guys over at Shooters Radio have to say about that. But I do want to talk about you specifically. I want to talk about you and and your spot as the program director at the Gambler and host of the daily ticket which you guys can catch every weekday 3 to 6 p.m look you spent a lot of years in this town you know behind the mic for you know 97.5 the fanatic then in front of the camera as the weekend sports anchor over at fox 29 now you're running a whole radio station now what kind of made you take the leap to become the program director for for iheart sports station here in philly it was a combined position okay <laughs> no, no. i appreciate the, the shout out man thank you very much no look it did you know in, in this day and age you got to do you got to wear many hats, right? Yeah. And this was an opportunity. Look, it all started from the idea of of the gambler. We we knew the legalization of sports gambling was coming. Uh, myself and two other gentlemen uh, worked, put our minds together. And uh, one of those guys who passed away due to COVID, rest in peace, Mike Tallarita, who's my station manager, uh, he actually came up with the name The Gambler. And him, mm -hmm. myself, and now the president, uh, uh, Jeff Moore. Um, so we worked together and, and we had an idea of like, hey, legalization of sports gambling let's call it the gambler of right. course we'll be local but at the same time we're going to mix in all the sports gambling stuff so uh we were able to get that going and uh man we opened up uh like i said it was it was a we knocked on a bunch of doors to finally make it happen i heart believed and uh, of course i said look i'll host from three to six drive time and of course i'm your man i'll program the station if you don't like what you hear then we can move on but uh, since 2019, whatever it is right now, 2023, I have a three-year-old, man. I've, I've lost track of days, time, everything's the same <laughs> right now. But uh, yes, I've been there since 2019, and I feel like we're doing something new every day, trying to stay fresh, and yeah. I think we're we're continuing to grow. So that's all that matters to me. Uh, well, I wonder now, if Sean, you, oh, yeah, uh, no, I'm so oh, sorry. No, like, Sean, like, I was going to say, like, you really, like, I don't know, not to guess you up in particular, but I feel like, I don't know, you've kind of hit these niches gambling and you've got the jersey on I, I mean like you are i mean one of the i i, I would say the preeminent like um soccer sports guy like i don't know Thanks, like man. where did 
Like, where did this, like, I don't know, did this take some sort of, like, I don't know, like, leap of faith to say, you know what, let's kind of double down on um, on the football? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think there is a piece of me that wants to do something that, you know, is a little different. But, I, you know, like the gambling, everybody does, right? right. <laughs> they do. <laughs> we just knew the legalization of sports gambling was coming, and thank God it did. PA was one of the first states. Of course, Jersey, we're, like, right in the middle. But right. now I think we're at 33, 34 states. So, look, everybody does that. Um, but the soccer, I, I, you know, I appreciate that. It, it, it bit me. It bit me big, man. <laughs> it just got me. And, and like – I, I played it when I was younger, left the game, completely unplugged. But the passion, uh, also straight up, the fact that it's on at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yes. And, you know, it gives you another opportunity to be a fan, which is really cool. Like, it just hooked me right from the jump. I was a Manchester United supporter, and my brother was a supporter as well. Um, so that kind of played into it. But the union, I went up to one game in Chester. And mm -hmm. that was all she wrote. That was an unbelievable experience. And this team continues to get better. I love the game. You talk about watching soccer at, at seven in the morning and, and over the pandemic, I've become a fan of the premier league. I became a fan of the premier league because there were, there was like three things during the pandemic that kind of held all of us down. I think there was the versus battles on IG. There was the Korean baseball that was on ESPN and there was the premier league soccer. Cause they shut down for like, like three weeks and, and came right back. So I became a Chelsea fan during the time. I know you're a big man, you fan, uh, you've been a big Man U fan for a while. Well, again, before we get to that in a second, let me just ask you, what happened the other day with Man U in Arsenal? What what, what happened, man? I, I Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Yeah, I just sorry, Liverpool. yeah, yeah, no. Me. I just talked to my boy who's a Liverpool fan, and he went down to his bar, uh, Black Taxi, I want to say, is a Liverpool okay. bar in Fairmount. And yeah. uh, he texted me. He's like, there's so many Manchester United fans here, and they're all cocky. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to roll too. Uh, yeah. I, it's what Liverpool's potential is. Maybe not seven, but right. it's like seven. Liverpool's yeah. most solid is incredible. Like, yeah. you know, you knew that they would eventually have that, but uh, I thought Manchester United was going to win the game. It definitely didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to, <laughs> but on to the next one, you know, it's just a regular season loss. I didn't yeah. think that they were going to win the, the, you know, the, 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 the EPL. I didn't think that was going to happen. Arsenal right. was better. I think Man City is, is the best, but Arsenal yeah, continues to win. But, uh, you know, regular season loss, finish top four, all is good. Well, all, all is good with the, with the Man U and also all is good with the Union, of course. They've just started their season up. And, again, your station, as Chris mentioned, has, has been the driver, the main driver of a lot of interest in the Union in this city. Um, I am not a big fan of the Union. Well, I'm not a follower of the Union. I'm a fan because, again, they're a Philadelphia team. But, I haven't, you know, I'm right. not really that in touch with the team. So, as a newish soccer fan, as a newish fan to the Union and the MLS – what do I need to know about this team in order to kind of latch onto it? They're, they're special. They're dynamic, okay. you know, like um, they're crisp, you know, they just lost. Don't get me wrong against Miami. So right. it, it's, it's the long season games go on from February to end of October. I think maybe they might even roll into the next month. I don't know, uh, but it's a long season. So they're going to lose games. And then this year, the union were so good in these other competitions. Now that they're playing, they're going to play like 50 plus games this year after it's all said and done. Yeah. And a regular season, I believe is 34, 34, 34 games. Yeah. yeah. So it's a long season, but um, to know something about the Philadelphia union, the last Three years ago, it was built off of defense. Great defense, win a game, one nothing. Best goalkeeper in the game still is Andre Blake. But yeah. the additions that they have made to the top, the general manager, the sporting director's name is Ernst Tanner. Mm -hmm. He's incredible. His eye is just pristine. He knows what he wants. They fit the system. Jim Curtin's a hell of a coach, but the way they score goals, man, they're flashy. They're yeah. flashy. So, uh, you know, look, it's it's a enjoyable experience because, you know, we're going to we're going to go out there. We're going to kick some ass. Oh, Hopefully awesome. I yeah. curse. no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You already you already did. You already did. No, but uh, no, but we're looking, you know, we're looking to for Chris and I are looking to go to our, our first union game together. I think he's been Chris. You've been to a union game, right? Yeah, no, yeah. like I like and and for me, like, I don't know. It's just I just don't have the bandwidth. Like, I don't know, to like uh, accumulate another sports hobby, but no, I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like an outsider. A lot of my friends are, like, really, really, like, some of them have union season tickets. And, it, no, but I feel that, like, it's on the upward trajectory. And, and like, I don't know. And I think a lot of soccer fans want that, like, that specific show. Because 
to be honest, you're not getting that on other stations. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's I, – I mean, I know I love the Eagles, but yeah. a lot of people don't want to hear that non, like, that stuff, like, every day. Like, we don't need to hear, like, I don't know, X player said this. Let's talk about this for nine hours. Like, I don't know. Like, it was – no, like, like I – like, I've heard specific people say, no, they listen to, like, your pregame and postgame. Nice, man. Appreciate that. Look – uh, long story short, but, uh, you know, we did all we could for the few seasons that we had them. We were a startup radio station before I took over the gambler, that signal it was a great signal and it was in chop. It was in a children's hospital. Um, so we took that signal. We were able to work with chop and create another, you know, stream that they can use. And we took the translator transmitter from downtown down for the FM. The AM is what it is. The H is stronger than ever it goes from marlton to uh, to concha hawk and i got it it literally oh, wow. goes all over the place it's ridiculous but it's an hd hd2 signal so a lot of people don't even know how to get to it whether or not they have it anyways uh <laughs> we ro- operate off the stream and uh we we took on philadelphia union because of the pandemic they knew the passion we had it. we had the right people in place with joe tanzi myself john jansen and kevin kikade and then we said hey you know let's give us an opportunity we did the bubble we renewed it. We signed a contract. I think we were with them for three total seasons. And then I, you know, look, they've moved on to uh, to a, a better signal, uh, in my opinion. Of course, I think a lot of people would agree with that, and and more power to them. But uh, I think from the from the coverage standpoint, I felt like we brought it. And all I'm going to say mm-hmm. is, they just need to have some people in there that talk the game, put it on a podcast form, just show some love to it. I don't know if they are. I have no idea. Don't listen to the station, but that's all. The union deserved that. That's all. Absolutely did. And, and kudos to you and your team for for giving the Thank union the, the credit that, that they deserve um, as a team here in this market. We're talking with Sean Brace, program director, Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, and host of The Daily Ticket. Sean, we kind of mentioned this before, but The Gambler obviously is focused on sports betting and the like. Why do you think it took so long for other stations to kind of follow your lead, or sports media in general, I'll say, to follow your lead and kind of embrace this open discussion <laughs> sports betting because you know before it was like we would talk about sports betting but it would always be the guy coming in the barbershop with the slips or something or like you know you meet your bookie in, a, in the back of you know like the target or something but now you know it's a clear open discussion on every sports station um tv radio and you guys are one of the first to do, to, to do that but why do you think it took so long to get to this point it's an interesting yeah I, you know i i think that a lot of people saw the dollar signs connected to it you know everyone thinks that and for the most part, nobody's got more money than casinos, right? I think banks, yeah. maybe we could put it in front of them, but other than that. Um, so I think a lot of people saw dollar signs. But if you look at the profit and losses for a lot of these sports books, it's crazy. But, yeah. you know, they spend a lot of money to make that money. Um, no one's going to feel sorry for casinos or sports books. But bottom line is um, it took a little bit because I think people were still reluctant. You know, the whole gambling side, you know, everything that comes with it. And there still are a lot of people that. That And let's be honest, let's be truthful about it. Like, I think we got to do it responsible, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we got to realize that, you know, when we got 18 year olds firing up the app and betting every same <laughs> game parlay every day, you know, like <laughs> slow down, you know? So right. I think, you know, DraftKings, I give them credit. They definitely care about that. They got the Miz commercial and they're doing other things other than commercials too. But I think it's important to be out there responsibly. So I think a lot of people were scared. But, you know, you see it, it's coming around and there's some really good, talented people in the space uh, that talk it, that understand it, that give you more than, oh, my gut or the lines telling me, (laughs) you know, look, I I am, I'm I'm dialed in. Like I eat, sleep and drink this. I watch everything. I try and keep up everything because I know I have to talk about everything, but I know I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. So my theory was like bringing the experts bringing the people that are dialed in that know the x's and o's that could spit about the odds and so on and so forth and there are a ton of people in that space so you know i kind of you know steer the ship and uh hopefully it's an entertaining listen but you know we're having fun doing it no it's it's definitely an entertaining listen again whether you're talking about gambling or the union or again like what every other station talks about in this market for 24 hours a day seven days we give you that we give you that because again everybody wants some eagles talk and of course, we're going to talk about the Eagles because again, we're a month away, you know, removed from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Eagles already lost their, you know, their two coordinators from last season. Everybody thinks the sky is falling because guys are going on Instagram and saying, you know, goodbye Philly or whatever they're saying on Instagram. I haven't even really paid attention to it. But 
how confident are you that the Eagles and Howie Roseman in particular can be able or will be able to kind of restock the cupboard after what we saw last year? Because last year was pretty special, but, you know, obviously, you know, there's always attrition when you have a year like that. Yeah, you know, and, and it's not easy to hit on those players. We know that. So, you know, am I, I look, I, I, I'm confident in Jalen Hurts. I'm confident in, you know, Dallas Goddard. I'm confident in A.J. Brown. What type of offensive line? It'd be so nice to get Kelsey back for one more year. That's selfish. Yeah. I know that's really selfish, but yeah. Jason Kelsey, come back, brother, please. One more <laughs> year. That's it. I promise you I won't ask again one more year. He's so good. He was yeah. so good. He was yeah. blowing those Giants uh, defensive linemen off you know the line and just throwing them down, pancaking it. It's like that's the strength. So if yeah. the offensive line is back, I think they'll be able to you know fill in the gaps on the defensive side. Obviously, easier said than done, but I'm confident because they have a quarterback, they got playmakers on the offense, and we're going to score points. No, uh, Sean. Oh, sorry. No, I feel that. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's really hard to get back to the Super Bowl to like, like as especially as a like as a team that lost. But I feel that I don't know. Like, from sensible Eagles fans, that like I don't know. Like. Maybe you might not get back there next year, but you're going to be in the mix for the next few years. Is that because of the quarterback? And is that because of, like, I guess, what is your, like, do you still have almost undying faith of, for, uh, like, in, for Harry Roseman? Yeah, I mean, look, when I look at the division, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. You know, I think about, okay, Dallas, we know what they are. Right. And, and uh, there was a moment <laughs> where I was saying Dak Prescott was a top five quarterback two years ago. I didn't we believe all did. it. We all yeah. did. No, like, I don't know. We, you know, everyone had that, those Carson Dak things. And like, I don't know. We all deserve to be on cold takes exposed. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, it, well, he was it, the top five quarterback two years ago though, because going into that season, I was ripping him. I'm like, ah, he's not a top 10 quarterback. And my co-host John Jansen said, you're wrong. I was wrong. He was a top five quarterback. He has that potential, but it's just not there, man. Something's missing. You want to go and get another wide receiver? Cool. I don't have any confidence in DC and Daniel freaking Jones. (laughs) Daniel Jones. Are you kidding me? Dude threw for over 225 yards two times this year. He averaged 200 yards uh, passing per game. You don't win divisions you don't win super bowls playing like that come on man stop it daniel <laughs> freaking jones so if you want to do that you want to make life easy i appreciate it i no do believe in jail and hurt yeah exactly i do yeah. believe in jail and hurt so yeah and I, I got no no problem with the giants paying daniel jones all that money knock knock yourself pay him pay him more if you want to not you know knock 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 yourself out give him another um, year give him another I, year i think i think we all kind of have faith in howie because of what he has done in the draft the last few years including the jalen hurt selection a couple of years ago and of course, this is the time of the year where, you know, we all hitch our wagon to a couple guys that, you know, we see a couple of YouTube clip YouTube clips of, or we watched at the combine last week and you were like, oh, this guy's gonna be the 10 time all pro or you know, whatever. So Sean Brace, I gotta ask you, who is your guy this year? If you were in the Eagles draft room, who are you banging the table for for the Eagles to pick this year? Well, let me tell you something right now, because Todd McShay put out a draft uh, earlier this week. And it's not to say I go to Todd McShay. I'm just saying I'm going to use this one. And he had Jalen Carter going at 20. So all Mm. I know is if you tell Mm. me I could get Jalen Carter, hey, man, I don't think, look, whatever. We know the situation that he's in. All right. All I know is there are plenty of other you know, stories we can get into that seem a little bit more drastic and they ended up playing and everything worked out all right. So Warren Sapp, I'll, remember Warren? I just remember Warren Sapp where Warren I'll, Sapp should I'll roll probably the dice. Win. Yeah, like, I don't know, like for every, I don't know, Ruben Foster, you'll get, like, I don't know, you'll get a Warren Sapp and Jalen Carter is arguably the best player to draft. Like, I don't know, the best hit. I think him and Will Anderson are probably the two best players, so... I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, those guys are always very dicey, but some guys I will just, like, I don't know, like, put my, like, I don't know, I don't know, not blind faith, but I'll cross my fingers and say, in this in this environment with Jordan Davis and just this culture, I, I mean, like, this is the same organization that brought in Mike Vick, and they were able to basically, I don't know, make him the comeback player of the year. So, like, I don't know. I trust this culture. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the fans, I think we, we, we have something to do with that. I think, you know, when players, look, I'm sure there's a lot of great places to play and win and, and, you know, suit up in this country, like Kansas city, even before the right. Super Bowl, like you can go down the list. Like I'm sure there's plenty of places, but it's gotta be special to be a Philadelphia Eagle. It really does. Like we treat it differently. We eat, sleep and drink this stuff. You know, this city's affected for days after a loss. Yeah. Uh, thank God I didn't go to the Super Bowl. How miserable of a flight home would that have been? I, I'm cursing up a storm and I'm miserable and I drive home from the link to yeah. Concha Hawken. And you want me to fly from Arizona? <laughs> My boy got a red eye. I would have, dude, I would have been going for the exit like that guy that just got trampled on by the people, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah. I I would have got beaten up on that flight home. I, I would have been. I would have been thinking about the thousands of dollars I spent on that yes. entire trip, the entire way. It's like if I'm going to spend all this money, I got to get a win, right? Like yeah. you got to give me a win. Hey, oh, la- last thing on the draft, I just you yeah. know there are when you're picking that high, there are so many great players. I mean, you're getting the best of the best. So as you know, I'd love to see secondary. I'd love to see defensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back, and I wouldn't be surprised if they draft an offensive lineman. You're getting a supreme talent at that spot. So. In Howie, we trust. Yes, yes, indeed. In Howie, we, we trust. Um, a lot of people had, or at least had a similar trust um, in the guy who runs the Sixers, Daryl Morey, or the GM of the Sixers, Daryl Morey. Um, obviously, he made a you know shrewd move in the James Harden deal, and it looks like the Sixers are a bit better team than they were last year. So, again, I don't want to be that guy falling for the whole banana in the tailpipe thing, but let me ask you, Sean, are we setting ourselves up for disappointment again, or does this Sixers team look really good? So I was doing the like you know, the seating on the show, which there's still a lot up for grabs. I mean, yeah. I, I think Milwaukee ends up with the one seed. I do. I agree. Uh, yeah. And 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 Boston with the two. We're in the three. Who's the four or five? Like my th- thought process is, I really do believe Boston struggles with the Knicks, and I think the Knicks are a good team. So I'm hoping and Cleveland even gives Boston fit. So I'm just hoping yeah. somebody takes care of Boston. All right. And mm. we got to worry about Milwaukee. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I there's, a lot of, there's, a lot, there's a lot of shrugging and it doesn't look like Michael Jordan shrugging. No, I, I, I feel that like, I don't I know. There's this like, <laughs> no, like, I, no, I, I feel this has been, I, I feel like it's been like, I don't know, every year, every time this year, well, it's almost like, I don't know, I say it's Groundhog Day, where like, you're like, it, it, what's different about this year? You, we said it in 19. We said it, I don't really think we said it in the bubble, because like, I don't know, like, what's like, I, I mean, once like, um, TJ Warren, like, lit up Ben Simmons for like 80. No, we knew, like, I don't know, that was, no, but like, I don't know, like, we, we did, they had the one seed in 21. They had like, I, I mean, like, Harden and Embiid looked great like i don't know in the first i don't know like i don't know i see a lot of just trying to talk themselves and i just see like i it all comes down to during money making time who's taking that perimeter shot and like i don't know and and what and one who's defending that perimeter shot for, for the get, sixers if i could just get hopeful for one second and and, <laughs> and i do believe this last year and i'm not going to sit here and say that they would have went to the nba finals but I do believe if Joel Embiid wasn't hurt, I think we beat the Miami Heat. I do. And I think if Joel Embiid could just avoid those dumb, nagging, stupid injuries that pop up every single year, that's the Groundhog Day when that stuff happens. So if we could avoid that, I don't, I'll, I think Joel Embiid is the best player on the floor no matter who he goes up against. That's it. I love Giannis. I probably Giannis is the one that I might take over Joel. I'm okay. taking Joel over Luca. I'm taking Joel. Name the player. I'm taking Joel over every oh, other I don't player. Say, I, 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 I don't. I don't. know the best player on the court. Look what he did to Joker. He does it to uh, Giannis. He does listen, it to whoever he goes up against. Look, listen. I don't. I don't disagree with that statement on the face of it. But again, I'm going to go back to what Chris said. You know, it's a you know 102, you know 101 game. 30 seconds we saw ago. this two we weeks saw, ago. We, we saw this saw two weeks ago. Day. We saw it the what, other day. And, and the, dish, Jason the, Tatum, the, the, the dish to Harden wasn't no, the, good enough? No. <laughs> we saw oh, Jason Tatum make the three. I mean, we saw yeah. we saw what happens. Like, I can't – if the Sixers need a basket and they're down one and there's 17 seconds left to go. He made I, it. I, 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 Joel I made it. It didn't count. <laughs> it didn't count. He made it. <laughs> no. I know, but the, that, that – 
shouldn't but, you shouldn't have to rely on that as your late game no, offense. I'm I sorry. Know that. Like, no, yeah. I'm sorry. You like you well, like you know. look that that dish, you're right. If there was another player, like replace Niang minutes with somebody that you actually have confidence in. You know, for, forgive me. I Look, I've been so dialed into college hoops, but I haven't been paying attention to Kevin Love. What's he doing? Like, I wanted somebody that can knock down a shot, right? Somebody that you have mm-hmm. confidence Tobias in. Tobias Harris, right? Like, he's only making like $800 yeah. million. I know, I know. And, and you want to believe that he can knock it down. You're right. Like, that's the part that's going to be tough. But I do believe that joel fully healthy mm-hmm. put it on my back like this dude knows no no that, knows no, that's the ultimate qualifier he's no he like, knows what's being said he yeah. knows he needs to be a champion he wants to be joel yeah. is the closest thing to kobe in this league closest thing to just, kobe listen i like i hear you i don't joel don't go that. out joel <laughs> joel does whatever the hell he wants he needs to be a champion. He will be a champion. I got a mural on my wall. Well, freaking Embiid. We don't paint oh. nobody around here. All right. God, are you like hanging out with Picot too much? You're like you're, you're sounding like Paul Heyman now. Like I'm trying to be like the advocate for Joel Embiid. Uh, you know the Sixers just put us through so much. Pain. No, they drive you crazy. No, yeah. like I don't know. Like I can't remember because I, I mean we're all old enough to realize that the Sixers' history isn't great. Since we've been alive, they've been crap a lot, and, and this is really—I—I I, I can't put though. my finger. No, it's fun. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's fun. No, like, but I feel that, like, I don't know, like, it's this entire process, like, though, especially the last three or four years, they've been very unfulfilling. Like, I don't know, they've been a lot of good games, a lot of good performances, but man, they are leaving a lot of man. They are leaving a lot of meat on that wing bone. Oh yeah. Yeah, look, the, the Toronto series was the best one that we can go back yeah. on, and that was Heartbreak City, right? You know, yeah. It's like, I don't want to We think can't even talk about that. the Hawks series without, like, I don't know, twitching. Nope. Yeah. Somebody put that on the timeline today. I had PTSD. I'm like, dude, what are you Because <laughs> somebody put it on the timeline. They're like, yo, I just noticed Seth Curry's reaction yeah, for the that. first time. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, don't put that in the time. Like, where's my warning? <laughs> I don't yeah, want yeah. that. How about him? <laughs> ben Simmons playing in China next year or what? Well, hey man, I I've been on top of this. I I I mean, people are like saying like, "Oh, you should play in Utah." I'm like, Utah? He can't even handle a, like that team team ass crowd. Australia or China? That, Go that, get that, that money, that, Ben. That that contract's big, man. Like he's gonna have to. They're gonna have to pay him. They're gonna pay him to let him walk. That's a yeah, lot of money. No, you, well, I don't think that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Because it's a lot of money. That's, I, no one wants to trade for him though. Yeah. But you I'm know? saying, like, he's not just going to just walk away. I mean, like, you're not walking away from think, 70 plus million. I, you know, two years, two years. He's in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After yeah, after this contract's up, he's going. Like, there's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, he's he's, he's, he's cooked. I, I I can't believe it. I got I got man. I can't believe what happened to Ben. But look, Sixers. I do believe I have a future on them. Twenty five to one on DraftKings. <laughs> now now, now uh, the truth comes out. The truth. Comes I believe. Out. All right. I believe <laughs> that Joel Embiid will be healthy come April 9th, which is, I believe, the final regular season game. Uh, we yes. roll into the playoffs. Get on my back, and Joel Embiid flexes on the entire league. Oh man, from your lips to God's ears, we're talking to Sean Brace, program director, Fox Sports Radios, The Gambler. You can check them out. One hundred two point five FM here in in Philadelphia. Um, I do want to talk to you really quick about wrestling before we get out of here because i don't get i don't know how much you watch the current wwe product but i saw that you were excited when the news came down that wrestlemania 40 coming to the link next year 2024 how crazy is this city going to be next april when the whole wrestling world descends on philly well you know all i know is like nobody does it bigger than wwe right yeah, like yeah. it's just crazy i was watching rumble and look straight up at hand in the air i'm not like a crazy wrestling aficionado here but it's fun to tune into that's why you head. have the shooters and john jansen right exactly exactly yeah. you know i yeah I listen to their show they do the big ones you know they do SummerSlam, wrestlemania stuff like that so you know, and it's streaming on Peacock, so it's right there. I can get it on, and and mm-hmm. you know, look, they do it big, so I can't wait to see what. And that's my favorite part about all these events that come to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, when the World Cup comes, when we yeah. when we did everything, even previous events, it's always like what surrounds it, like the draft. It's always like what surrounds it, the main event, and that's my favorite thing. So the city's gonna be electric. It's gonna be lit up, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Hopefully, I can get a ticket to WrestleMania, man, because I'm sure those <laughs> things are gonna go for a pretty penny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Now, I, I, I do want to make a point. I don't know John Jansen. Haven't met him. Wouldn't know him if I walked 
to walk past him on the street. I just want to, on behalf of him, I would like to submit a formal request for time off for him during that weekend because it's going to be a crazy weekend. So, again, if you could allow it in his schedule to be off and available for those weeks, because it's a whole weekend. It's not just two days. It's, yeah. you know, pre-shows and parties and all sorts of things. So, again, on behalf of John Jansen, if he could get some time off that weekend, I would appreciate that. The weekend. He's going to need two weeks off because that's what WrestleMania – I think – I walk into the studio one time. He was watching, like, Alley Cat Girl Wrestling. Oh, it's some it's literally in the parking lot of some holiday inn in st petersburg florida i'm just like dude what are you watching he's like it's raw alley cat blah, blah, blah. some <laughs> cursed girl wrestling and i'm like he's a wrestling maniac so uh, he's gonna need a lot more than just a weekend got it i'll pass it on though <laughs> that is awesome no, but that like speaking awesome. oh sorry sorry we're speaking and kudos to you for like i don't know getting these these young bulls on, like I, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of like young guys, like like I've heard Jovan Alford on your like, and oh, man, like I don't Jovan, know, there's just a lot of like I don't know, and is that yeah, kind of a concerted man. effort to kind of oh, like yeah. put some of these dudes on? Well, my big goal is to to eventually, and we had so we had a lot of momentum, we had so much momentum, and of course, stop me if you heard this before the pandemic screwed everything up. So it is what it is. Look, I think we're finally gaining traction, but my goal is is. You know, to be 100% local. I mean, if you oh, want to nice. give me a, uh, yeah, if you want to give me a, a, a national morning shot of an issue with that, but midday, nighttime, you know, whatever we play overnight, that's one thing. Maybe like that would be next, next level, but right. that's what I want. And, and I think it's there. We got some really good conversations last year. So I'm hoping that we're going to be able to carry them over. Everything revolves around football season. So with more of that comes more opportunities, more. Uh, you know, shifts to fill. There's so many great talented people in this space, in this city that grew up on the WIPs and, and the fanatic recently and mm-hmm. know they can talk. And there's so many great podcasts out there. So many people that do it and uh, do it well. So man, my, my email is, is real easy. It's my full name at iheartmedia.com. Always down for new voices, always down to, to get new ideas. I had a guy uh, come through um, uh, yesterday, David Grzybowski, uh, and he's okay, in yeah, the yeah. card, card mem- memorabilia. Him and I were yeah. kicking ideas. I'm like, dude, you could own this space. Like, let's work together, you know, for yeah. us. And so I'm all about great ideas and finding that, you know, niches that you can, you know, get the most out of and see who's not doing what. And But uh, I'm enjoying it, man. I appreciate all the words. You guys are, are too kind. No, no, no. You guys, again, you guys, you guys do amazing work at The Gambler. Just, just again, since we have you on, and again, I know you don't, probably can't talk about a lot of things, but – Give us a couple things about what's coming up next couple of months. I know we have the draft coming up. I know you probably guys have some stuff going on with that. I know you're continuing your union coverage with the uh, the union soccer podcast. Yeah. What else you got coming up these next few months? Well, you know, Roy, and, and you actually came out to a, an event, man. I appreciate yeah. you stopping by our appearance. That was, you know, was uh, out there in Jersey. Um, the big thing for us is we got our swinging and ding it open with Harry Mays and Moose. They do a great job in that podcast. Daniel Matthews, who her husband is Brandon Matthews on the PGA tour temple golfer. So we're back doing that over there in Jersey. Uh, You got to come through. So that's the big one that we got coming up in July, but ultimately, you know, revolving around the events and, and we know that to be successful, to continue to get our names out there, we got to be out and about. So uh, we partnered up with the folks over there at uh, my Philly house. And we're live on main street in Maniunk every Friday for both uh, first and second round. You know, the, the Fridays, the sweet 16 and the first and second round for the college basketball tournament oh, nice. coming up here nice. next week. Uh, and we're just trying to be anywhere and everywhere. We're working with some Heineken uh, situation uh, spots right now around bars to be doing some live shows over the summertime. But we're just, like I said, the goal for us is to be, locked uh, as far as a calendar is concerned and be anywhere we possibly can be so people could see us oh that's that's awesome and again like for those of you who are tired of the same old rote sports talk that you hear you know on other stations both locally and nationally because again it's the same stuff every single day it really a lot of these stations again you know please do yourself a favor check out sean's show the daily ticket on the gambler but check out the gambler itself again uh, 102.5 FM. Um, if you're on the HD2 channel as well, and 1040, uh, 10, uh, 1480, excuse me, AM as well. So again, thanks, Sean. Thanks for coming through. We appreciate it. And, uh, thanks we'll, a lot, Sean. Man. We'll, we'll link up soon, man. Yeah, please, man. Anytime, man. And uh, can't thank you enough for the invite, guys. Always a pleasure. And just to let you know, when yes. the Sixers get to the NBA Finals, we run it back. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Let's go. 
Good stuff, man. Sean, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, guys, thank lot, you pal. very much, man. A lot of fun. Anytime. All right. Definitely. Definitely, man. I'll be in touch. All right, guys. Peace. See you. Take care, man. And that was our interview with Sean Brace, program director, Fox Sports The Gambler here in Philadelphia. Good conversation um, with Sean. Good dude. Again, check him out. Um, and check out the, the station. We here. stuttered a little bit about the Sixers. I'm telling you, man. It, like, if you ask any, like, is there a person that will not, like, I don't know, like, like give you the dutter, man, when you, like, I don't know, talk about the Sixers? Listen, we don't have a lot of history to kind of lean on when it makes it when it comes to the Sixers discussion as far as whether or not they can do this thing. Like, we don't, we can't say, oh man, like you know, this team was under under man in 2019 and look what they did. No, like. We have second round exit after second round exit after second round exit. Well, the, there's a bubble, the first round exit. Like we don't have a lot of history to point to. And no, because hey. it's been very. It, this is like, like I said, they've left a lot of meat on the bone. Like, I, I mean, what it, can other? I mean, what season in the last four can you not say the Sixers underachieved? All of them. They're every every last one. I, I, I can't defend. Like, I can't defend the Honk series. Like we talked about. I can't defend the the Toronto series. Obviously, the bubble was trash. Like, I can't defend any of the, I can't defend last year. I can, like, none of this, like, none of this stuff is defensible. The Miami series, I can't defend any of it because they, quite frankly, underachieved. I don't care who was hurt, who was there, who wasn't there. They didn't get as far as they should have, talent-wise, matchup-wise. They just didn't. And so, but, like, you know, I, but, but, but like Sean said, man, if that guy wants to be, the, like, if that guy wants to be a champion, he's got to be the best player on the court. And that includes in a series with Jason Tatum. Like, I don't know. And, and, and it's possible. It's just, he just, like, I, I mean, there are just too many times, but I, I feel that those times are a little less this year because I, I feel he's locked in, but he's also been hurt. I mean, that's really, like, I don't know, been the, I don't know, I, the Achilles heel of Joel Embiid, either he's hurt or not, like, I don't know, in, not engaged at the right time. Like, I don't know, when you don't have the ideal running mate, you can't be not locked in every time. Right. And, and and it looks like you said, like, it looks like Joel Embiid's been more locked in this year than he has before. And you got a better James Harden than what you had in the playoffs against Miami last year. Um, so, again, so once you kind of figure out, you know, who's that consistent number three guy? Is it Tyrese Maxey <laughs> off the bench? Is Tyrese Maxey in the starting lineup? Is it Tobias Harris? Whoever that is, once you kind of figure that out, then maybe you can kind of kind of get by with the not as deep as we thought it was bench. Because this bench, quite frankly, is, is just terrible. Um, even though they've had a couple of decent runs over the last 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 week, uh, four and one in their most recent uh, five game road trip that ended earlier this week. The only loss, of course, coming to the Mavericks. But we ain't here to talk about the Sixers. We're here to talk about the sport that we talk about fifty two weeks a year because there's news about the football sport. The road to WrestleMania? No, well that too. Um, that's sports entertainment. No, but the actual okay. sport um, that there's news fifty two weeks a year because that's the way the NFL rolls these days. And we mentioned it during the spot with uh, Sean Brace, but Javon Hargrave and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson posted a couple of things on Instagram, and now everybody thinks the sky is falling, that Howie Rosen is a terrible GM, that the Eagles will have, <laughs> it, Eagles will have it no took less than, next year. It, it took less than an offseason. No, it took less it took a, than it took a, month, a, month? Uh, <laughs> a month from the Super Bowl. It took a month. It took a month that everybody's like, you know what, I'm off the Howie Rosen bandwagon. No one has left anywhere yet. Like, no one has signed, as of this recording. No. No, bro. I'll ask. I, I asked the question: Do fans actually know how the salary cap works, or are they just like I don't know? Like, no. Does uh, the general fan know how the salary cap works, or they're just like, "Yo, renegotiate this"? Like, because really, like, I, I mean, it like it's a pretty. It's. I don't think it's this. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Basic thing. Like, I don't know. We're like, I don't know. But like, because I think what people don't get is there's because people see AAV and people go bonkers. But the AAV doesn't mean much. You need to look at the guaranteed money and the years. And you're going to have a guy that's, that's going to get a lot of guaranteed money and a lot of years in two weeks or in a couple months. Don't yeah, so you no you need a, you need to find a way to, like, I don't know, like, you look at, they don't have much cap room and they don't have many players to restructure anymore. Well, well, here's the thing. Let me, let me. Your first point: do, Does the average fan know what the, how the salary cap works? No. I look. We we have been doing this show in multiple iterations for. Well, I mean, we've been look. I'd say we've been sports fans for you know the entire duration of the salary cap in the NFL. 
I don't know how it works. All right. So no, like, but I think we have an idea. Like, no, we have an idea that, like, I don't know. If you sign X player to a lot of money, there's something that's gonna. You're not gonna be able to do this. And like, well, I don't know. Well, well I, here's the thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's the thing, though, yep. because we thought that the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, were in salary cap hell, and literally, not even a month ago, the New Orleans Saints were fifty-five million dollars over the cap. Now, in less than a month, they found enough money, enough cap space to sign Derek Carr to a four-year, $140 million deal. How that happens, I don't know. So I, I I am at the point now where it's like, you know what? I don't care if the Eagles have a dollar on the salary cap. I don't care if they're $50 million over or $50 million under. If a team is creative enough and has enough guys, like you said, that they can restructure, I think you can make magic happen. Now, there's a limited amount of magic, as you mentioned, because you restructured a whole lot of dudes last year. So there's only a couple other guys, a couple, couple spots you have where you can make some some noise. That said, if you're going to get a Brandon Graham on a team-friendly deal, if you're going to get a Fletcher Cox maybe on a team-friendly deal, maybe the bleeding isn't that bad this offseason. I know. I feel that, like, I don't know, the number of new free agents that you're going to bring in are very minimal. I don't think you're going to bring in many. Like, I don't know. You're going to bring in – you'll bring in the Zach Pascal of this year. I Like, are, are, are you going to bring in a big-name free agent? I think you might get one. I think you might. I think you, again, if if Chelsea Gardner Johnson leaves and James Bradbury leaves and Javon Hargrave leaves, um, you're gonna have to bring in somebody. Um, like you're gonna have to like you're gonna have some money to bring somebody in because you're gonna you, you can't. I don't think you can afford to lose that much talent on defense without spending someone. Again, unless you trade one of your first round picks, maybe. Um, but I don't think you can afford to lose that much talent without signing somebody. Now, you know, is it gonna be you know, a guy making like five and eighty? I doubt it. But I mean, I think you'll get yeah, like a, no. a decent, a decent free agent. Maybe I don't. I'm not going to say like somebody a, a, a richer man's version of Kaiser White, if that if that works. On top oh, of <laughs> but still, you're not. So you're so no. So you're not giving someone four and sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna bring in anybody in the out from the outside that's going to do a four and sixty. Now, like again, like if you trade one of your first round picks. Let's say that trade, I forget where it was, CBS Sportsline. You trade your one of your first round picks in a future fourth and get Jalen Ramsey, then all right, maybe, maybe you do that. But I, other than that, I don't know if anybody I really think they need game. to just take the long game. Like, I don't know, just trade back, trade it. Like, I don't know. Like, and because they don't have many mid-round picks. So I feel that the trade down, probably in the second round or late first round, it's almost inevitable. So no, I I, I mean like you have a chance. You have a top ten pick in a pretty, I guess I don't say stack draft, but but a pretty deep draft and couple and and, and at positions where you need them, like cornerback. You need a cornerback, and you're gonna have a couple dudes that are I, I would say CB ones, and I and that helps ease. Like I don't know what like whenever Darius Slay's gone because I feel that's almost a matter of time, and I like. I I just feel that like I don't know like sign a like you said uh, a little I don't know a more expensive Kaiser White at a different position I don't know like I don't know but I I think this comes back to the draft I I, I mean like this the reason why they're in this position at now is because the last two drafts so let's let's stay to the, let's stick to the philosophy that, he, that you've used the last they haven't had many misses in the last two years that's the reason why they made the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, teams who draft well, again, like not only does it, you know, obviously increase your talent base, but it it, it helps you build a roster around your talent that, that you have because, again, you're not filling those holes with expensive free agents. It's like you're filling those holes with capable guys that you drafted. And, again, having a quarterback who was on a team-friendly deal before this this summer or this offseason, um, again, helps you bring in, you know, the, the, the Javon Hargraves and helps you trade for the James Bradbury's and things like that. But now – it's time to pay the piper, so you're gonna have to pay Jalen Hurts obviously the, this offseason. But again, you have two first round draft picks, so you'll be able to build around them hopefully with two guys who should be starting day one. I think both of these both of these draft picks, if they keep both yeah, first well, draft picks, even if you trade down from ten to like fifteen, I think that fifteen like and one think you need a little more from from your first round pick that you got last year. I, I mean, like I like I know like Jordan Davis got hurt. But you really didn't hear hear much about him after the in, like after the injury, and I feel that I don't know. Like I think Linval Joseph and Sue kind of pushed him out because he just wasn't ready for like I don't know. Like 
you just wasn't ready for playoff football. Like, and like you got dudes like off, like off the street that are like that, that have championship pedigree. And like, I don't know, it just, but now like you, you got a full off season. I think I'm not sure what his upside is. I like, I don't know if he's just going to be this elite run stuffer or does he have more, but I don't know. I think he's the guy I think you to keep an eye on to see what else he can give you. Uh, no, like I, I don't think you're going to get like you know the elite pass rusher you know guy from Jordan Davis. But again, you need Jordan Davis as you said to step up to be that elite run stuffer. Like he needs to be, you know, a top ten caliber run stuffing defensive tackle in this league. Period. Like maybe not this year specifically, but he needs to be that. And if he's yeah. that, then again, you can kind of mitigate the future loss of Fletcher Cox or whatever happens with Javon Hargrave and, and things like that. But you got two first, you got two first round picks, ten and thirty one. Um, again, whether you trade down from 10 to 18 or whether you, whether you trade down from 31 to like 40, I think both of those guys have to be really, you know, you know, have to be first year contributors. I mean, starters, ideally, uh, Todd McShay, um, in his mock draft earlier this week had the Eagles taking up B. John Robinson, the running back from Texas at, at 10. And look, according to multiple reports at the NFL combine, this man is a top five player in his draft class. However, He's a running back, and I know at least 50% of the people on this show right now have a problem with taking a running back fairly high in the draft, especially at 10. I I personally can't condone it. I've seen B. John Robinson play. He's good. I can't condone it, but I understand why so many people are throwing the idea out there because he's really good. He's a really good running back. I'm going to go into that same hole that Aaron Rodgers went in for like three weeks. I know I'm literally going to go like dark. Because, no, because I will go against my sports declaration of independence. Like, I don't know, other than, like, never signed Tobias Harris to a max contract or a comparable player like Tobias. The number two ethos is don't spend elite money and or resources on a running back. Period. I, like, I, I, that's almost, I feel more passionate about than almost anything that's not related to Ben Simmons. Everybody's saying he's a top five talent. You 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 are going to be able to get him at ten. Maybe you better lower. no no. Bijan Robinson better have twenty nine hundred yards. Like I'm no like <laughs> no no no. With behind this line, behind this quarterback, behind like I don't like what no. You better score forty five points a game. Like I don't know. People are saying oh just imagine this. No no. I I would have the most unreasonable expectation. Forty nine points a game. You better like he better not get like he better ha- he better average seven yards a carry. Period. Let, let, no, here, let, let's 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 be let's be honest for a second. Well, I'll be honest. Let's, let's let me give you a scenario. If B. John Robinson is Jonathan Taylor, are you upset? Yes, because they'll end up losing games forty-one to thirty-eight. Okay, all right. Now I just want I just want to put the I just want to put the bar out there. So again, so you want a, a running back who is better than Jonathan Taylor, who's probably going to be a perennial All Pro for you know the next you know well. Well, what happened to Jonathan Taylor last year? He got hurt. Like, this is what I don't like. Like, running backs have such a short shelf life, and I get that, like, you're getting, like, I don't know, elite production. Like, I don't know. You're, like, because I I feel like running backs are, like, fast forward five years. Like, they're in their prime the first minute they step on the field where, like, a lot of players aren't. Correct. But, like, I don't, like, I don't know. I I, I, I I always struggle to find, like, a real life equivalent of like spending this much something on something you really don't need and then in five years you're like i don't want this anymore like because i really feel like i don't know like like do you because so then do you resign Bijan robinson like i don't know is that or do you just make the silent the head the 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 kind of subtle like agree with him be like we're not going to resign you so just ball out get in your and you'll get your next contract somewhere else no i feel that like i don't know and especially a Howie Roseman deal. I just don't see Howie Roseman doing this kind of making this kind of move. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see it either. Like when McShay, you know, posted in a mock draft. I'm like, that is the most, and like you said, it's the most anti eagle thing. It's the most anti sports declaration of independence kind of thing. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's not the move that like it is not um, you know in tune with anything that Howie Roseman's ever done. So the, I, look, I can promise you, Eagles will not draft B. John Robinson at ten. Maybe they trade down to get him. I doubt it. But maybe they would trade down again yeah. or whatever. Like that they will not. Is, take is, him is there a pick? Not take him is, is there a number 
that you would be okay drafting Bijan Robinson. I don't have. I wouldn't have a problem. Like you said, like the the hypothetical trade that everybody throws out there, trading down to eighteen. I wouldn't have an issue picking up another. I assume. I don't know what that gets you. Trading down eight spots. Does it get you another one? Another two? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever gets you. No, that probably say that probably gets you a two. Yeah, probably gets you a two. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have. I would not have a problem if you traded down eight spots and 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 got a Bijan Robinson. Now, now there are probably guys that are going to be guys at ten and eighteen. I'd rather have, but. I, I could live. Like I could I could live with that. Like that's, that's for me, you got like for me, the reason why they made the Super Bowl, the, the reason why they flipped this team so quickly is because they got elite players at the important positions. Wide receiver. They drafted guys and like I were able to get guys defensive end, cornerback, safety. Like I don't know, like no, like 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 they did it, they're not going to get to the Super Bowl because they have an elite running back. They just won't. Listen, I'm I'm not going to sit here and bang the drum for for Bijan Robinson because again, he's not he's not my guy in this draft class. You know who I'm banging the drum for? That's my question. Jeff Wilson, it? Jeff Wilson. Um, no, no. no, or or, or maybe <laughs> that dude Jameer Gibbs. I don't like. Haven't we learned? Like I don't know. Like even that no vision having dude got 1,300 yards. So I, I give give me a guy with some vision. So let me ask you a question. So obviously you watched some of the combine at least this past weekend. And obviously he wasn't the guy who jumped off the board or jumped off the screen for you. So who who is your guy? Who is your guy? We asked Sean earlier, who is your guy in this year's draft class? Who you're like, I, Eagles got to make that move. Eagles got to pick him. The, you know what? I don't have, like, I have, maybe because, like, I don't know, like, because not one pick is going to turn the tide of this. Like, I don't know, like, like there are, they're a really good team. They just need to, like, I don't know, keep – if there's one dude, just for the sake of just this exercise, I want a CB1. Whatever at 10 you got, whether it's Christian Gonzalez or the kid Devin Witherspoon, I think his name Devin is. Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr., yeah, there's a few. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, not even going to pretend that I even, like, know what any of these dudes look like. So, no, but – I'm going to trust Howie, and I'm going to trust, I don't know, like, I don't know, the, the dude who replaced Matt Cat. No, oh, no, the, the dude who replaced um, uh, Denard, the, the, the DB's coach, to make the right pick? Cause, no, because they've, they've done it the last year. So why would I, like, say, oh, I, I really doubt that Howie's going to, like, make make the wrong pick. He's hit. Not, he's not even hit doubles. He's hit over. How many home runs has this dude hit in the draft the last two years? You know, no, like he's hit home runs, but now now it's even more important to hit home runs because again, you gotta pay your quarterback and you gotta pay some of these other dudes. And you know, you're already you're already paying some other guys. You're not gonna have a lot of wiggle room to to bring in, as you mentioned, the big name free agents. So you got two first round picks, gotta hit home runs with those picks, you gotta make it gotta make a splash play. Um, if you don't, maybe trade them, you know, trade them to another team and get somebody. But you gotta get two bodies in here to kind of fill in the holes. Um, and build for the future because, like you said, Slay is probably going to be gone either this year or next year. You know, Fletcher Cox ain't going to be here for a long time. Offensive line, I think you're probably fine because, again, like you've already kind of prepared for the event. Remember, you got Andre Dillard. <laughs> Who I'm not familiar with that man, but no, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to prepare for the Andre Dillard departure this uh, this off season. So again, you got you got have some holes to fill uh, on this team. So Chris uh, uh, Chris was not impressed by Christian Gonzalez, who showed up and showed out the combine. He is my guy. He is officially my guy for this week. There'll be another guy because I will watch seven minutes of YouTube videos and I will consider myself an expert on somebody by this time next week. So Christian Gonzalez is my guy this week. Um, I don't know if you saw, I know I know the Eagles don't need a quarterback, but I don't know if you saw the Anthony Richardson performance at the combine, um, but he probably made himself a, a few million dollars. On, on, on the, past, the fact that Anthony Saturday. Richardson moved himself up shows you how not, like how I think a little fugazi the rest. If, no no one like i don't know should rise from 15 to one be off of like i don't know running in gym shorts no like there is no but i think every year in the last few years roy every draft class says oh other than last one i I mean like you had malik wills going like the ninth round but like i don't know every year they're like oh man remember that trey lance class where like Oh man, this class is gonna change the league. How many of them dudes are gonna be league changers? Well, Matt Jones. Yeah, like we, we didn't say change the league for the better, um, apparently. But um, yeah, no, it's look like 
this is like the time of the year where it's easy to get caught up in stuff. And like you said, like nobody, not you, not me, not anybody listening to this, not anybody watching the combine this past week, nobody should get overly excited watching dudes run around in a t-shirt and shorts against air. All right. Cause none of that matters. All that matters. Well, all that really matters is put on the tape. It's putting on the tape and watching these dudes against competition. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah, guys like yeah. guys like Josh Allen is going to – guys like Josh Allen are going to get dudes fired because they're like, oh, oh Anthony Richardson, black Josh Allen. Like, or, or like, I don't know, the next fan or the yeah, next baby. Dante Culpepper yeah. or the next like six, six – no, I, I mean, I get that like the talent, like I don't know, the physical stuff is like really impressive for Anthony Richardson. What's Jalen Hurts's – like I don't know, like I don't know uh, – uh, me- measurables. They ain't not, like, I mean, what, 6'2? Could no, squat 600? Yeah, I mean, he squat, he squat 600. You know, he squat 600. Um, what's, yeah. what's Joe Burrows? Like, I don't like 6'4, like 220? Listen, all I know is, and I, and I know it's like a few people, like, uh, you know, our, our friend, former guest of the show, Emery Hunt, he's he's a big Anthony Richardson fan, and Anthony Richardson has the measurables. Like you said, he's like got a similar build to Cam, throws a beautiful deep ball. I can understand why guys get caught up in this. Like, I get it. I understand. And for some GMs, some GMs got to swing for the fences. Like, they're, they're, they're at a spot. It's like, look, man, I got to go for the high ceiling guy, even if he has a low floor, because if he hits that high ceiling, I'm, I'm a made man like Howie Roseman, you know? Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, no. Like, and, so and particularly in this draft, where I don't know if any of these dudes are franchise quarterback. You give me $5,000, am I going to put that on Bryce Young being a – uh, uh, like I don't know, like uh, a borderline all pro. Right. I'm not. Like I don't. I can't say if you gave me, I don't know, like two thousand dollars of funny money and be like, you can bet this of your money. This is your money. We're gonna like, which one of these guys can be an all pro? I, I to be honest, I can't tell you because I need to see the team that he's going to. Like the yeah. team is like eighty. I'd say eighty five percent of the reason why the, why the why the guy succeeds. Like I, I don't like. Does Andy Richardson become Cam Newton if he's on the Raiders? I don't right. think so. Right, that's the thing. Like, there's mocks who have him going to the Raiders. If he goes to the Raiders, like, I don't know if he's going to be again the the high ceiling guy that, that you want. But like you said, like you, you know, Bryce Young could be in you know an All Pro on one team, but it, you know, if you don't you know give him a, a line in front of him, you know, because he's five ten and two oh four, if you don't you know if you don't protect that man, then like you know, the man you know who I'm trusting to build a court. You, you know who I'm trusting to develop a quarterback, Shane Spikeman. I'm telling you, like, who's, I don't who know. Is like, Shane, who is Shane Spikeman? You mean Shane Steichen? <laughs> yeah. Or no, but that, that's the way Gronkowski uh, he, pronounced his name. He said, he said Spikeman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I feel like I don't know. Like, I think Steichen. Like, I don't know. Proved himself big time. No, and I think the Colts, like, they've gone this old old man route. They're like, no, we have to, like, trade up for, like, a quarterback. Trade up for the quarterback you want. Don't. Like that. And that's what, like, I think a lot of teams. Dude, it, if you believe in someone this bad, just trade up. Just trade up. Uh, trade an extra one to move up to one. Because like, I don't, like that's what like I don't know people like I don't know what's two ones to get like you don't think a team would trade two ones for Jalen Hurts right now? No, but you just said yourself that like none of these quarterbacks are like moving you that much. No, so no, no. If no, if no, if you taught yourself, if you watch the tape and you and like and like crazy or crazy man or say says Shane Spikeman. Do you think, like, I don't know, what do you think about Anthony Richardson? Like, yo, I can make him big bull, bigger Jalen Hurts. He's like, okay, we'll trade through. Like, we're at, we're at four. We're going to trade a one and a two. And then if you don't develop him, you're getting fired. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you, like you're never going to get me to argue against that because a quarterback is the most important player in probably all the teams. Quarterback on a rookie deal. I feel like, I don't know, like, that really is the most valuable commodity in sports, period. But, like, I don't but, know. But nothing matters if you don't have a quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. So whatever <laughs> price you pay, just about, re- yeah. reasonably, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't really matter because you have to. No, but I feel like, I don't know, like, price in draft capital is a lot cheaper than, like, I don't know, like, 100%. guaranteed. Like, I don't know. Like, that's where, like, I don't know. That's why I feel that. If you want to be a forward-thinking, like, owner, GM, whatever, you got to, like, I don't know, just just shoot for the fences within the draft as many times as you can to find a, to find a young quarterback. Because those are – I mean, it's not a coincidence that most of the dudes that made the Super Bowl recently are, are teams with rookie quarterbacks. And and the thing is now, like, even these mediocre-plus mediocre, mediocre plus quarterbacks are getting paid. We saw the money Daniel Jones got 
this week from the Giants. Four years, 160, 82 million of that coming over the first two years. And again, that's the most important part if you're thinking about salary cap stuff. Geno Smith got three years and $105 million from Seattle. God bless Geno Smith, but that's a lot of money. Derek Carr ain't really never winning much in his life. He got paid from the Saints. Again, mediocre to mediocre plus quarterbacks are getting paid this much money. Again, it is imperative for you as a GM to find yourself the quarterback on the team-friendly deal that you can ride out yeah. for five or six years or you know, maybe less if he kind of blows up like Jalen Hurts. But a guy you can ride out for six years and and have a, a cost-control guy before you're paying Daniel Jones $40 million because that's just – Yeah, that's just- no, like, like if you asked me – what like what would I rather do? Pay Daniel Jones two and eighty or whatever it is, or trade three ones to get Anthony Richardson or, or whatever guy you like? I'm picking the latter every time. Like I don't know. Like you can recoup how he like the Eagles have shown you. You can somehow recoup these ones. You just need to like I don't know be smarter than a lot of people. Like I don't, yeah. like I feel that like draft picks are important, but they're not like I don't know. But the, like you can actually get some back. It's not like you you give up a pick, you're like, I'm never going to bet it. Does a shrewd GM find a way to get another one? No, I, I feel that, like, draft capital, people aren't willing to trade it, but they should be. The Bears, you would be in your best interest to trade that pick, get at least three ones for that pick, and then build your team like that. Because, again, you need a lot to surround uh, Justin Fields. And, and again, just, just picking a guy at number one with, with the, the roster you have isn't isn't the best move. Um, from the Chicago Bears. But thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. We are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys.